0: This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. The desperate need for instant gratification. The enormous pressure. The degree, yeah, no degree, chancha. And loads of sound financial advice amidst economic crisis and a pandemic. That's what we are addressing on our show today. Welcome to a brand-new avatar of Voice of Achievers. New voices of subject matter experts dropping inhibitions, sharing their weird experiments with life and leaving you with simple takeaways that you can implement almost instantly. We've stepped into a new financial year and that means new goals, new commitments, new plans. We're talking to one such expert today who really knows his number game. Mr. Ashwini Bajaj, based in Kolkata, heads Leveraged Growth, a financial consultancy specializing in research advisory, management consulting and training. He's a guest lecturer at B-Schools And is also a corporate trainer for professional courses and stock exchanges. What's exciting is that this man holds nine professional degrees. A CA, a CFA, FRM, CAIA, CIPM, CCRA, CIRA, CIID, AIM. I don't even know what these are. But we are having him to let us know what these are. What what is all this, Ashwini? What I don't even know what this is. And you say it's eleven.
1: So correcting
0: correcting myself, these are it's eleven professional degrees and not nine.
1: Are they all specializing in finance? So just to put it uh, in a short way, it's all around finance.
0: So tell us what made you or what encouraged you to even get the number of degrees that you have? What is the motivation behind this? All
1: right, so first of all, thank you so much for having me uh, on the show. And uh, secondly, to answer your question, this is actually a very, very uh, frequent question that I get. Uh, I'm uh, sure. That, you know, <laughs> how did I manage all these degrees and everything? So, uh, I would say that one thing led to the other. I was a good student from school, so I would not deny that. I would do my maths the whole year. I would enjoy <laughs> doing maths, but it was just before you know a week or two before the exams that I would be studying but uh, as I mentioned I've been a good student I enjoy studying I enjoy learning so that's one um, it started off with uh, CA I realized that you know I enjoy finance a lot so I took up uh, uh, courses in finance I started studying finance and went into specializing like so for ex- to answer your question as to you know what each of the degrees is about yeah. so like um, a CIPM is into performance measurement so when you're looking at a mutual fund manager so if he's generating a 15% return where did the return come from so okay. how do you break down that 15% into different categories into different portions so okay. to understand whether you know investing in that mutual fund was a good yeah. idea or not Okay. So that was about CIPM. ci is into hedge funds and private equity and alternate forms of investments. Thanks. CFA is, of course, the most coveted designation in finance. FRM is the most coveted designation in specializing in risk management, which, again, is a need of the R, you know, looking at the markets and the volatility that we've been observing. so. So basically, I started. So one thing did lead, lead to another, and every year I'm thinking that you know, this year what more do I study? So um, there is this debate. I would actually like to bring uh, where question is that degree se kuch nahi hota. Itna mm. degree ka. Kya Main degree bhi puchne wali
0: thi ki yeah. kya degrees se aapko kuch help hui
1: hai? Exactly. So this is a question I get quite often. So. Um, I have always maintained that it's not the degree that is going to get you a job right. but you have to understand the practicality of things that you know to get to the interview table you need a degree. Okay, That is a reality no matter how debatable the topic might be. Fair enough. But to crack the interview I've always mentioned that you know you could be a CFA charter holder but if you do not know how to write a, a research report or something you will not be a good, you will not be hired. You have right. to be able to uh, you know, comprehend, analyze do your work. Basically, you're going to be paid for your work, not for the degree alone. Right. And second is that what people don't understand, they try to extrapolate a Steve Jobs or a Zuckerberg or a Bill Gates, but what they know that, that, you know, these guys are college dropouts and they've been so successful. You cannot extrapolate the outliers and say that that is the common probability. What people do not understand or realize is that Zuckerberg did Taught himself more coding, or Bill Gates taught himself coding over, um, over nights of hard work. What what Steve Jobs used to attend calligraphy classes is mentioned by one of his, in one of his most famous speeches, um, the Stanford commencement speech that he used to attend calligraphy classes, although he did not subscribe for it. Hmm. How many of these guys who say that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to be a college dropout and I'm going to be making big in my career Hmm. without studying, how many of them are actually teaching these skills to themselves? Right. So how many of them are actually investing in themselves, learning and, uh, you know, acquiring these skills? So from what I understand is the exams bring in a lot of discipline, at least for myself and for for what I see in people that you have a deadline, there is an exam on this date. So you have to study. Yes. If you're mugging up and studying, it's not going to help you at all. So mm-hmm. then if you're just getting degrees by mugging up and vomiting out of the exam without actually understanding the content, then you might as well not take it up.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, it does bring in a lot of discipline and a deadline, which is otherwise lacking normally when you're because of the human nature that we have. So you need that deadline, that rigor to study, because that's what I see day in and day out with people. Unless you give them a deadline, the work will not be done. So they will not study, study as such.
0: Agreed. So uh, talking of deadlines and talking of this discipline, do you think that uh, of course and these degrees didn't really come overnight. They have come with certain experiences that you've had and over a period of time. And while you have been studying, you've also been working. You started off pretty early in your career. Tell us how uh, that even happened.
1: I don't know how to answer that question. (laughs) I mean what part to frame. So um, coming to the question, basically, I believe that one of the exams build a lot of cognitive ability. So even if I studied, like, you know, in, in, say, for example, even if I've studied, uh, uh, let's say, uh, mirrors in physics in school level, I apply that when I'm teaching, let's say, bond convexity or something. So the concave and convex mirrors that we study. So you apply things. So I believe that all the knowledge that you're gaining is going to be making you more, uh, you know, it, it... you are able to make better decisions. Your ability to think, your ability, your perspective, your horizon increases. Uh, coming back to the questions that how the twenty-year-old or twenty-one-year-old, you know, right out of college, is mm-hmm. going to be able to, uh, uh, you know, get focused and start studying because there's so much of peer pressure and everything. So one is that people believe that twenties like twenties is the javani ke din and yeah. they are going to be having and partying and drinking and all of that. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize is twenties is one of the most stressful times that people go through. Because during 20s, during the 20s, you're very uncertain about your career, what path it's going to be uh, taking, your city that you're going to be living in, what kind of standard of living you're going to be sustaining for yourself, what kind of a life partner you're going to be having, what will be the field of your career. Mm. So there are you will be in a job or a business. So there are just too many questions and uncertainties in your 20s. Mm. By the time uh, you figure out these questions, you're almost turning 30. Right. Huh. So I think it's more about you know the nature of the person and everything but uh, after college what happens there's a sudden pressure that comes onto your head
0: hmm.
1: because you're not meeting your friends regularly on a daily basis and uh, a good number of them have gone for a job or a family business or a b-school or something so everybody is become suddenly occupied with something or the other which is going to be leading uh, up towards their, their uh, long-term goal and career. So it's, it's a very important today to handle that peer pressure, not to do something like, you know, my friend is doing a CSO, I will do it, or my friends are doing, say, therefore, I don't want to do because everybody is doing it. Right. Okay. So these cannot be the reasons. So the biggest challenge that I feel that the 20s, the college grads are facing today is that they're not taking decisions based on the right information based on the right guidance, mm. because you cannot decide your career based on what others are doing or others are not doing or what your parents are saying or not saying. There are a lot of questions that you need to answer in terms of what do I like mm. because I enjoy it. How do you figure course. that out? So again, so again, so basically I get this question that, you know, I'm going to be doing an MBA mm. in, the, in the first year students or the second year students. But 99% every time I've asked about the same response, 99.99% students do not have not even gone through the syllabus of MBA. Right. So you're deciding on spending 30, 40 lakh rupees and two years of your life after college, right. and you don't even know what you're going to be studying. Right. So that's that's quite appalling in terms of you know the way a person is making decisions. Yes. So um what you have to do is you have to read a lot, you have to meet a lot of people, you have to experiment, maybe join internships. In different areas and try to figure out what you're liking. Would
0: you recommend joining an internship right after college?
1: Absolutely during college, rather rather not even after college, but during college. Because and uh, there was this person, um, you know, quite senior in the industry. He told me that uh, you know everybody in their life should actually do an internship, even if you're a finance person or an HR guy or whatever stream you're planning to take up. You should always do an internship in marketing for a couple of months, okay. or always work in the field of marketing for just a couple of months at least. Right. Because one, it is going to bring your ego down. Because once you start getting a no on an almost daily basis all the time,
0: uh-huh.
1: so it is it is going to give you a lot of reality check. It's going to bring you out of your shell because you have to ultimately sell something, talk to people, get you out of your comfort zone. Huh. So being a finance person, you know, uh, um, I would I would still say that yes, it's important because no matter what profile you're in, your, what work you're doing, you have to sell yourself to the colleague, to the boss, to the manager, to the client, to the um, 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 to everybody all the time. Right. So, It's it's a very important decision to actually uh, take on an internship. Because also the reason is because students are very, very overconfident. You know, I have seen so many people, the most basic of basics of spellings, they make mistakes with. They don't know how to write a mail. They do not. uh, uh, The the first question I ask is how much of Excel do you know? They're like, I know Excel. And the moment I ask them a couple of formulas, do you know a we look up? Do you know a pivot? Do you know an index match? No. So they think that Excel is more of a data entry tool right and for example i asked them a question that if i'm using a microsoft word uh will the table of contents appear automatically and they're like no i have to type it and they think that they know microsoft word right so the most basics like an office or a word or you know even the basic etiquettes as to how to reach out to people how to write to someone and un- somebody randomly on a linkedin or an sms also hmm. these people make a mistake so internships is extraordinarily important i would say in order to give them a reality check to break that uh, overconfidence, but ultimately, when it comes down to doing the job, hmm. it's it's a different ball game altogether. So, a hundred percent, yes, for internships.
0: Okay, you uh, you mentioned uh, pressure. Uh, you mentioned peer pressure yes. d- uh, specifically, uh, and or I would assume that you have in your uh, career dealt with a lot of pressure. Uh, tell us how what you learned with this pressure dealing bit. What is important?
1: so as i mentioned that you know 20s are going to be one of the most difficult times of your life the one thing that i can i had not tasted failure during my school life as such and uh, even with respect to the exams by god's grace uh, so i was not so i was used to the fact that you know i'll work hard i'll study hard i'll get my returns but the moment you step into the corporate world the moment you step into the practical real life things change and uh, so so talk I, to us
0: about keeping up uh, and I, I mean to say especially with degrees like a CA or a CFA, it's so tough uh, to get through in sure. one go for most people sure. who appear for these ex- these kind of examinations how does one keep up how does one know that well i've tried twice and i failed or i've tried thrice and i failed i'll try the fourth and maybe if not then this is not meant mm-hmm. for me when how do you figure that out
1: so one you got to be desperate Uh, Life is going to be full of trade-offs so I had to make a choice in terms of not attending birthday parties or uh, night outs or whatever was happening and concentrate on my studies because if I have an exam next day or next month or so that is my first priority and uh, so you have to be desperate because ultimately if say for example 100 students are taking a CFA examination 60 will flunk 40 will pass 40 or 43 Hmm. so in order to be in those 43 people you have to work harder than the remaining 57 or so so uh, but people are not willing to make those choices today That how can i miss this person's birthday or this or that and the peer pressure is there so of course for every exam the way of tackling the exam would be different but um, you have to work hard there's no substitute to hard work Hmm. coming to the question that uh, in the third attempt or the second attempt if someone is appearing then how do you keep a going? again that is that is more to analyze what went wrong hmm. in the long term so there's this book called peaks and valleys i had talked about earlier uh by dr spencer johnson it's a brilliant book and it's very very relevant today because what happens is that uh, people in the valley are not making a preparation to climb the peak and at the peak they basically Get get too complacent and therefore they go down to the get down to the valley. Okay. So ultimately, life is going to be full of ups and downs. Okay. So you have to if you're not preparing. So say for example, you're having a bad phase. You've attempted the exam a couple of times and it did not work out. So the point is to make sure that you clear the exam. You work very very hard, clear the exam because that has built a lot of resilience, a lot of perseverance in you, hmm. which is going to be shaping your career in the future.
0: Hmm.
1: So ultimately, if you give up or if you don't do something or, or you know you just stop because if say for example the luck is not in my favor mm. and, and you know so you basically give up so if you're not preparing in that valley how will you climb the peak it's only for those who prepare in that valley who go through that phase of the valley learning and becoming a stronger person will be able to climb an even higher peak so the more time you spend in the valley to attend or three attempt, the more stronger you get the higher the peak you are going to climb but if you give up in that time frame if you do not build yourself if you again you have to apply your brains, you have to be strategically better you have to figure out what's going wrong you cannot do the same repeat the same mistake but you have to prepare yourself that tenacity today is also lacking because you know we we want everything like an Uber's video today Hmm. that i click at the click of a button i want everything ready made but in your career in practical life student life it does not work that way you have to earn every bit and that is where I see a good number of people suffering because they want that same abhi uh, fun. Uh, they uh-huh. want that that immediate instant gratification right. has actually ruined the temperament or, or, or that um, um, I would say uh, the ability to 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 bounce back huh. uh, in people. So, you have to be much stronger than that today, and That's,
0: uh, I think, yeah. Talk to us about preparation with respect to, or when you are preparing for these kind of examinations, it takes a toll on you with respect to the time that you are giving to a certain examination or to a certain aspect in your life. What kinds of skills would you say one needs to simultaneously also build?
1: So the first part of the question in terms of, you know, the time management as to how do you manage it. So there's a basic, very simple theory, four burner theory. So basically the idea is you are operating on four burners in your lifetime. One is your friends, family, uh, health and um, career. So career or studies, whatever is going on. So generally a person is able to manage three together, not four. So you have to decide which one to turn off okay. and if you want to be extraordinary at something you need to be operating on only two burners
0: very interesting so, uh,
1: okay so basically so life is again you know as uh, mentioned in harry potter that uh, it's the choices you make is is what is what is going to make in the future sorry i'm forgetting the exact line <laughs> But uh, it is the choice, choices. Choices
0: far more than your yeah. abilities.
1: Correct. So, um, so with respect to time management, you have to understand that you know at at this age, at this stage of my career, this is more important. These are the two burners I'm going to be operating on. Mm. So you keep on switching your burners, and it's very important to have the people around you on board. So my family or friends would have to know that, you know, I'm taking this exam is important for my career. if you're truly my family and friends, you will be supportive instead of mocking or, or, you know, taunting that I'm not available or I'm not showing up for X, Y, Z. Rather, you need to be supportive and contribute to it. Right. So that also gives you a good reality check in terms of who truly your family is and who truly your friends are. Mm. And um, coming to the second part of the question in terms of the outer skills that you need. See, as I mentioned, the degree is going to get you to the interview table. But getting the job or, you know, even if you're working in your own profession, business or something, breaking the client, it's very difficult because there is a lot of cutthroat competition almost everywhere in every field. So um, you need to have good communication skills. I'm seeing people writing such terrible English, you know, the basics, have-has-ka-galthi kar rahe hain. Right. So, with, with these kind of mistakes, it's very, very difficult to to publish a research report or you have to write, means you have to write research reports. Yep. You cannot do all conversations on a phone call. You have to ultimately put it down in writing. Right. So, writing skills is something that I've, you know, with, with a lot of conversation in the industry, I've seen that, you know, this is one skill that is majorly lacking with uh, in people, mm. so writing skills communication skills um, Excel skills, tech skills basically, so Excel, PPT, your Microsoft office basically becomes a very basic uh, requirement and then depending on the profession obviously an architect would require certain other uh, softwares to be used and uh, um, uh, today Python and all has become quite important in, in the data mm. field. but that depends on more of your profile and your area of work, but the basic tech skills, the basic communication, writing skills, etc. And uh, there's one very important skill that people generally don't even talk about is the ability to explain. So even okay. when you're working in an office where and say, for example, my profession is requiring me to be able to explain things better. I am supposed to be teaching or mm. training, so that's needed. But even when you're working in a team, you have to explain things to team. Mm. The communication ability, the power to ability to explain is something that is required. So for that, you need to have your basics, you know, the groundwork, people, people are just studying things or doing things on a very, very superficial level. So the depth is lacking, uh, I would I would say.
0: And how does one, one get there?
1: Concentration, focus, because if you're, say, for example, even if, if, if someone is studying for an hour, they're going to be using the phone at least 10 times. Or if the phone is not with them or is on charge, they'll be immediately dis- continuously distracted. That I need to check what is coming up. So they need that instant thing. Hmm. So your focus needs to be very very high. Um, I don't know where, if 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 uh, what. Would happening. you would
0: you be able to recommend what how one can build that?
1: So like I give this challenge to the students all the time. That yeah, they,
0: because you deal with yeah. students. I
1: asked you. So I give this challenge to them that you know I allow you. You are allowed to use data network only twice a day. Okay. You can switch on and switch off the data network twice a day. And don't try to fool me because ultimately you're fooling yourself if you switch on the data network and you use it for five hours, it does not work that
0: way. Ha, okay. So even if you're
1: whatsapping or uh, do, you, know, you might need to use a whatsapp or something in order to, whenever I remember something, I need to post a whatsapp to my office or something. Ha. But my data network will be switched on only twice a day. Okay. So the rest of the time, so you switch it on, you do your 5-10 minute whatever scrolling and all that you want, hmm. you switch it off. You're only allowed to do it twice a day. So it's not that you know you keep a phone, you have two separate phones, and during the exam you're keeping it for 30 days in your mom's locker, and also all those things ha. do not work. So what you do is you have that habit of uh, switching on it twice a day only, okay. but strictly follow this, and I give this challenge to your uh, audience. That can they do that for two weeks? Let's see.
0: Interesting. Uh, Talk to us about the challenges that you faced in the initial stages of your career with respect to figuring out what you wanted to do, what was that phase like and what are the one or two things that you feel you have taken away from that period?
1: Uh, I took up uh, up a job in Gurgaon and uh, even while working Monday to Friday, on Saturday and Sunday I used to be teaching and that was going very, very well. I was making decent money to take care of myself so my entire salary was my savings honestly and uh, even otherwise I was enjoying I would not want to take a holiday which most of the my friends used to do you know take a weekend off and travel and all of that but I was thoroughly enjoying teaching and I was teaching people double my age and Mm -hmm. I was getting very amazing feedback at that point of time so I took up the challenge of, of leaving my corporate job, a well-paid career and uh, moved back to Kolkata and started on my own and um, the corporate training, the guest lectures, the consulting, they all happened. It was not all planned. The plan was that yes, I'll start teaching. So um, once I started teaching, of course, things did not go the way it was expected to. So there was someone at one of the family functions, I remember, commented that, uh, uh, so what does he do? So some there were two people talking and one
0: person is like,
1: you know, what does he do? He left the job, So basically, I teach kids. Haan. That is what the other person said. And more importantly, I think teaching is an extremely noble profession, and I don't need to be apologetic about leaving a job and getting into the teaching, but you know how people are judgmental. The perception and the, yes, of that's course. fine. Anyways, so the point was that of course everybody did not have the faith in you, and uh, it was difficult, no doubt. Because, how do you
0: pull through that phase? Uh,
1: I think uh, Uh, The most important thing I've realized is, uh, you know, you're the sum total of the books you read and the people you surround yourself with. So for me, what worked the most importantly is, one, the faith and um, strength that my family gave. But of course, you know, you have your financial responsibilities as well. My dad had retired somewhere in the middle of this, uh, just when I was starting out. So um, it was difficult, no Mm. doubt, it it was quite difficult, but uh, the people around me, my mentors, and uh, that that worked and also, you know, the self confidence I had that, you know, job, pe kabhi I'm well educated, I'm uh, you know, I'm well read, I'm well educated, I'm skilled. And honestly, I, I, I'll share this incident with you that I used to send out my resume to my friend at times that, you know, Bhai, ke bata kya milega if I get back to the job because you're uncertain about your career.
0: Absolutely.
1: Wow. That's exactly um, yes. so I used to always ask, what where do I stand and whether I'll be able to get a job or not. And uh, at the same time I was like, you know, I don't want this to
0: Period that you were building yeah,
1: I Yes, I was just, just starting off, and also I understood I, I I did not want to become redundant to the industry. So I started doing corporate trainings and consulting assignments. I start, I did a lot of cold callings. I still do. Mm. I still reach out to people uh, uh, on LinkedIn. I have absolutely. This is one thing that if you know, since you're asking about a takeaway. Mm. So one thing is that unabashedly, absolutely shamelessly, I have no problem reaching out and asking for work. Yeah. And reaching out to anybody and everybody. I'm honest. I'm asking for work. I'm going to do quality work. So why should I be ashamed or why should I be hesitant about it?
0: Absolutely because uh, during my college
1: lovely, career and the college life and the corporate very short corporate career that I had, uh, I had never required. I was never. I had never asked for money. Now I have to ask money, or you know, for the payment I have to reach out to a client. Huh. So I never done that, or right. asking for favors, or asking for money, or asking for payment, or asking for work. Huh. I have never ever done that. So I think this is one of the most imp- one important thing that I overcame, and uh, my EQ has become very strong, and uh, the sympathy now, empathy now that I have with people. and and the way I've started seeing you know the kind of problems people have in their lives Mm. I did not realize or I did not I was not uh, 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 aware of these things when uh, uh, I I was working or studying uh, but now you know the way I uh, interact with a number of people so what kind of problems people have in their lives and also started understanding more of that so I think these are the things that I take away but the most important thing I would say is again uh, the fact that I can absolutely s- start from scratch, zero, at any point of time, at any age in my career, I have that confidence today. So the self-confidence, again, that education brings us tremendous. Okay. Because, you know, you're competent, you're knowledgeable. Hmm. Because I've seen people getting into startups also without the requisite education and for the wrong reasons. Hmm. I don't want a boss, therefore I'll do a startup. Hmm. But today, I'm not my boss, even though I'm running my own thing. But I have to make sure that I if, if an employee... Uh, is going to tell me that you know I will not be able to do it, or I'll not come, or I'll not uh, be able to manage this much. I will have to do the work. Huh. I have to listen to the employees, to the students, to the, uh, the colleagues, to uh, the clients, the client. to everybody. Yes. So I have nothing that I can do at my discretion. Right. So now it's everything about. It's so everybody. many other
0: people. It's, just it's so everybody. many
1: people. So yeah, people don't understand that.
0: Would you be able to uh, to walk us through a few upcoming careers? uh in finance because I think uh, the world has come a long way with respect to to, uh, to hiring ACA or ACFA. There is so much fluidity.
1: See, when I'm looking at the upcoming careers, it's ultimately you cannot change the golden rule of account. So you cannot change the capital asset uh, pricing model or all the basic theories of economics or uh, the basic theories of finance. It's just the way you're applying it is evolving. So, for example, I did a training for this uh, for this company, Tata Communications, uh, for their mergers acquisition department, and uh, the training was around the valuation for SaaS based and pass based companies. Mm. So now, the valuation principle is going to be the same. It just that how do you apply that knowledge to a pass based company or a SaaS based company mm. is the evolving aspect, you could say. So okay. now if I have understood the curriculum very well, if I've understood the concepts very well, I'll be able to apply it to these situations. Correct. But if I've mugged up, gotten the degree and I'm not able to apply it in the current situation, it's going to be a problem. Okay. With respect to the new age, of course, it depends on the kind of profile you've entered into, what, mm. whether you'll require a Python or uh, uh, Excel skills or a PDD skill, because every profile is going to be very, very different. Mm. So the suggestion would be that your basics have to be exceptionally well. Okay. If you're able to apply yourself, if your understanding to the core is like amazing, you will do amazing. And again, data analytics and all people talk about data analytics, mm. but ultimately how do you use utilize that? So for example, um, there is GPS data that can be used that how many people and how much time are they spending in a retail art. So that is going up, Walmart sales is going to go up, so the Walmart valuation or their expected earnings for this quarter is going to go up. So huh. buy a share. Okay. So, how do you apply data analytics to valuation or to trading? So it's it's about the application, so that right. needs brains, that needs application and, and, and a lot of reading because that has to, you have to build perspective. Hmm. So have read, you know, 1930s depression, what happened or what happened during 2008 crisis or the 2020 right. corona crisis. Yes. So you have to know the multiple events and how market reacted in need of each of those situations then you'll be able to apply. So you have to be well-read. Yes. Today when I ask people, the most basics about their history, they don't know. Hmm. So it's more about, you have to be very curious today. So you have to be very, very curious.
0: Okay. Interesting. Talk to us about two simple things that one can do and since we have entered a new financial year mm-hmm. uh, and we are talking about financial goals personal financial goals uh, investments and we are you very clearly mentioned corona and and the markets mm-hmm. and how the markets are reacting now uh, tell us two simple things that you and i and people who are not maybe as well versed with finances and managing personal finances what are the two simple things that they can do to um, manage finances better
1: see one is finance is not that difficult to understand it's simply the fact that how what am i making Hmm. what am i spending the difference is my savings i need to make sure i have decent amount of savings which if invested over a longer term horizon is going to yield good results now a couple of things that i would want to mention over here is that there is a lot of misinformation today more than the correct information because correct information is one misinformation is 99 right now are you able to figure out that one piece of correct information or not how do you for example Mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking at investments I am a finance professional but I do not trade why because from 9 to 3.30 I'm not in front of the screen and I'm not analyzing all the world markets and commodities and all the markets throughout the day now what people get into uh, the trap is that they will see a few ads download this app do this 10 hour thing or do this you watch this youtube video of mine and become the share market may you make this much amount of money per day or something it is not going to work ultimately you will always lose money and it is only those professional traders who make money so either you're a gambler or a trader another one is that i am going to be buying investing in stocks i will do my analysis so now just imagine a mutual fund manager is going to be spending almost a month in order to analyze the stock, meet the management of the stock, go through the annual report. He'll almost have like five or ten years worth of annual reports numbers on his uh, uh, at the tip of his uh, uh, fingers. And you think that you will be able to outperform that manager. Hmm. So people get a little overconfident, they get carried away and they ultimately sabotage their financial earnings. So you need to save. And how do you save? You don't try to gamble and try to make quick money. There is no quick money in the market. You might be lucky once, but the next one, you'll get overconfident, you'll lose the money in the markets. Now the question comes in that mutual funds have not, so I am getting a little technical here, but say for example, we've seen that mutual funds on an average have not outperformed the market at large. Hmm. So whatever is nifty, mutual fund is not going to add too much returns. Hmm. So what my personal strategy is, I buy large cap stocks myself like a Larson or an ITC or something. Again, I won't recommend it to all viewers, particularly those who have no idea about finance. Hmm. Being in the finance industry and this is a part of my profession, so hence I invest Larson ITC kind of companies, HDFC and Asian paints and all for the very, very long term. Right. But for mid-cap and small cap, where there is more risk and where there is more uh, vigilance required, hmm. I invest only through mutual funds. Yeah. Because that is when there they will be outperforming. Because there are risky companies. So they need to do that analysis and all. Hmm. So that is one is planning your finances and your investments well and the second very important thing is that today, be it Amazon, be it any website, any uh, advertisement, any corporate, they just keep pushing us to consume more. I like to have a very very minimalistic lifestyle. I don't spend, I, I don't like to eat, I don't like the food at five stars. I'm better off having a food at, at a, a cafe or something or a, a, a small restaurant or something and uh, with with my entire office or my students or whatever and and take 20 people or 100 people out and very happy spending. Huh. But I don't spend on five stars. I don't have the money. I would not want to spend on a car just because, you know, my, my I have to maintain a certain standard or a status or show the neighbor or the relative or whatever it is. I am using a car for the last five years. I'm going to be using the same car for the next five years. Right. I drive a Swift, but I would be glad to hold a portfolio which is worth a Mercedes. Right. So I would want to hold that in terms of stocks, in terms of wealth, in terms of something that is, because car is an expense, it's not an asset. Hmm. So the point is that you have to spend on things that you enjoy. I don't spend on 5 star even when I'm going out traveling or something. Mm. I'd rather, uh, you know, I went for a backpacking trip and we were traveling through buses and uh, 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 you know, I was enjoying, so you don't have to spend in order to be happy. I'm mm. very happy not spending. So uh, as a teenager or as a college student even I had to, you know, book a car, a You know the basic Uh aspirations that people have—the phone, (laughs) Lena, and everything—but you need to be very, very minimalistic in terms of your expenditure. What people—the mistake that people are making—is you have to understand your medical bills, your travel bills are going to be increasing in the future. Yes, and particularly when you will be retired. Mm -hmm. And inflation is high. We are getting more and more consumeristic day by day. Mm. You cannot reduce your standard of living. You can only increase it. As you move forward, you cannot reduce the conveniences that you have. Absolutely. So it is extremely important to be very, very minimalistic and do not spend your hard-earned money for nonsense. So you have to have very, very high amount of savings. People talk about 10% or 20%. I would say 50% of your income should be saved.
0: I was just going to ask you the ratio. Expenditure. It depends
1: on on the level of income that you have. But uh, for example, my expenditure is actually lower than what my students who do not earn spend. So the students, as in the college students, my, my, my income, my, my expenditure, my uh, the amount I spend is lower than them.
0: Mm. It's
1: much lower than them. I don't shop or I don't do all these things the way they do. In fact, my shopping is taken care of by my sister. Mm. So I don't spend mindlessly scrolling and buying things online unnecessarily. I just buy a few coffee mugs and all the quirky coffee mugs. So, Uh these are the small things I actually spend on. Right. So, like if someone is going to tell me to, um, you know, that uh, uh, to buy a watch of 20,000 rupees, I won't be able to wear it. So, you have to understand that, you know, these things are not going to be making you happy, which a 20-year-old will not understand. But at least you have to have The the awareness and you have to start reading the right stuff and talking to the right people. That is the most important thing today because everybody is just, you know, socializing so much and all of that and uh, kind of a outlier or, or a weirdo if you can call it uh, uh, in, in that aspect. But uh, yeah, that's how it goes.
0: I definitely cannot uh, shy away from asking you. You, you see long term and short term investments. Tell us, what is that one skill that uh, a student or someone starting out in their career should invest in for a long term gain, a
1: Reading. skill investment? Really? okay reading so skills again as I told you that it's, it's your basic communication uh-huh. skills if you're asking from a skill point of view but the one thing that they have to do is reading and you know at times the summaries and the book summaries don't work you have to sit with a book you have to keep underlining I do it till day. yes so you know when I'm reading a book and, and, and I've not read fiction for the last five years or so and when I'm reading a book I'm with the mm-hmm. pen making notes like I'm sitting in a classroom just imagine a Napoleon Hill Uh, talking to you and giving you a personal mentoring session for a few hours. That is what I'm getting when I'm reading a Think and Grow Rich. Yes. So when I'm reading these kind of books by these kind of people, so it, it it makes sense to, you know, take a pen because you'll have to apply these things. Just reading is not going to help. Right. So ultimately, I'll have to revisit. Once the book is over, I need to go through the points. I have to, again, revisit after a few months and check whether I'm applying all these things to my life or not. Lovely. So uh, an audiobook, like I've, you know, heard people uh, listening to an audiobook while jogging or something. I'm not sure if that works because for me, at least I need that pen and paper, that hmm. pen and the book in hand. While reading, marking, making notes because I need to revisit after 3 years, 5 years, 10 years, 30 years.
0: Mm.
1: Otherwise it will not make sense because what I am reading today I will not apply after 30 years if I am not revisiting the same. So reading is the most important skill and the most underrated skill. And the problem I believe in India is that it is not encouraged so much during our childhood.
0: Mm. At
1: least from what I have seen is like you know you read your school kitab. You don't read your novels or you know, that, that has not been focused on in, I'm not saying everybody in huh. India, but, but again it's a very diverse culture that we have in India over here, so, but then again, no, the reading is the most important skill that these people need to do. It's
0: beautiful takeaway. And to conclude, I'd like to ask you what achievement means to you?
1: See again, at different phases or at different stages of life, the definition of achievement keeps changing. So when you're in in the, when I was in college, the achievement was getting educated, acquiring my education, because um, I think I mentioned this earlier that, you know, mom used to say that you make a, it's like a fixed deposit you're making and you get interest throughout your life. Yeah. So at that point of time, that how, what education is or what how, whatever skills you're acquiring, you know. So you make that FD, and the way you then you start with your career. So depending on how educated you are, how well skilled, how skilled you are, based on that your career starts. So the achievement uh, then turn to money. Sure. Then um, the achievement uh, today, for example, is to reach out and reach out to as many people to generate as much employment in my company mm-hmm. to change as many lives as possible which fortunately you know every day when i get up and i get one that i got promoted because i did this and i did this because you told me to do this so that that's very rewarding today so um mm-hmm. uh, so basically it's more to do with career with maybe contributing today which i think after a while i think it'll the career part will be taken care of then the achievement would be only defined by the bottom What am I able to contribute? Maybe. So it's it's. I think it's very
0: dynamic. Clearly, you are contributing the best that you possibly can, and we can only hope that you continue contributing. You you. continue sharing, and thank you so much for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Thank you for being on the show, Ashwin. Thank you so much. The pleasure was. This is Yashika, and I hope you had some cool advice in there. Would you? Pick a minimalistic lifestyle. What are the two things that you'd still want to invest on? Drop us a note on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter. Or write in directly to editor at voiceofachievers.com. We're listening to you. Also, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google or wherever you're listening to us. See you next week.